are listening to the next report with your hosts Thomas Holbrook, the second, and Stephen Kelly. Welcome to the show. It's uh, we've had to delay uh, a couple weeks, just life happening, living quarters getting sprayed for bugs. We actually had some pretty bad weather in our neck of the woods that kept. Uh, we had uh, not as bad as it was where we had the big blizzard about a month ago, but it was uh, not so great weather out there. I didn't want to chance it. So. <laughs> so basically two weeks delaying and and everything else and it's just like oh man but we are back and we do have um a an interesting topic and the good thing about this is we were able to plan things out a little bit more um google glass how many of you have heard of that uh, it's one of those nifty new gadgets that Google is working on. If you're in San Francisco, you'll see see this thing quite a bit. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, the thing with Google Glass is, you know, science fiction uh, has really had a lot of this for years where you'll see people with heads-up displays, you know, with augmented reality on top of whatever you're seeing, you know, a quick thing comes to my mind is uh, Terminator movies, you know, you'd see the point of view of the Terminator, even though it's a robot, but you get what I'm saying, where it has, like, information overlaid on top of it. That's basically what Google is uh, shooting for here. They want to have a augmented reality type situation where you're going to have your field of vision and then in the corner you might have a news ticker or you might have uh you know like the weather and you know you're gonna have you could have twitter up there i'd imagine or you know google plus or something bugging you while you're trying to do your laundry but um it has caused a lot of concerns with people uh namely this group that's popped up called stop the cyborgs And they are worrying that this new technology is going to spiral out of control into some kind of Orwellian nightmare, dystopian future. Now, like, before we get into that, basically, what is this thing? We're going to look at what this thing is capable of, what it can do, um, and as well as look at positives, negatives of this IC technology. It's kind of like, as some people who follow Wicca or some other religion or a form of spirituality where they see magic, it's a gray matter, and it's the intent that should be looked at. Google Glass uh, has the ability to have a GPS on it to where you can get directions. You say, hey, Glass, uh, find the nearest restaurant, or something like to that effect, or hey, Glass, start taking pictures. It has a translation thing in it, as far as I know. Um record video and audio which can have some interesting applications to it well their their google now thing is uh basically like their answer to siri isn't it like it's pretty much like a uh like a ask it a question it'll pop up like a wikipedia or like a, a google search more or less real fast for you more or less and the interesting thing is it's basically a kind of like it reminds me of a glorified webcam that also has ability to just snap photos and help you find directions and look information up and basically broadcast to other people i think right now they're just working on wi-fi models i'm not 
not really sure how they're going to work it oh, out. Well, with. as far as I know, and this could be wrong, but I know the the demos they had for it. It, it supposedly uh, it itself um, is going to have like tether to your cell phone in the future, but I don't know exactly if that's what they're. You know, that's this is the demo one, so you you never know their uh, their actual consumer model could be different. But I know that uh, you're supposed to be able to take it and. Uh, Let's see. Well, actually, I have it up here. It says the Explorer Edition, which is the demo one, receives data through Wi-Fi, or it can tether via Bluetooth to an Android phone, or it's 3G and 4G data networks. Okay, so, so that so that's basically how they're going to be pulling this off. Because I'm like, okay, I I saw stuff, and it's like Wi-Fi, and I'm like, okay, this is not going to quite hash it because Wi-Fi can go down at any time if you're... Because Wi-Fi means nothing if the ISP basically that piggybacks off of is going down. So it's just like... And plus, Wi-Fi coverage isn't going to be everywhere, obviously, so... Unless you get in, like, real big cities, you're not going to have much more than, you know, 100 feet radius on most, you know, waypoints for it. So it's not like you're going to be able to... You're going to need a cell phone or something. Correct, and... So, the and interesting part is they do have ways of fitting it over your glasses if you have to wear glasses and everything else. Now, there, the interesting thing is you mentioned stop the cyborgs. Uh, basically, it's already been uh, banned at a Seattle bar way before the Five Point Cafe. And one of the thing is they encourage basically if somebody walks in with one, the initial stories I saw in it, they they basically were like, we'll encourage that person getting beat up basically because we want to respect people. Basically it's like privacy and things like that. And the Inquirer.net has an article where they actually talked to them. The, the, the Stop the Cyborgs people or Google? Um, the the bar in Seattle that is banning oh, this. Basically, I don't know. But it, there's been concerns to the point where even a bar on basically you know the West Coast is saying, yeah, no, we're not going to allow this. Uh, there, you know, there are people who hang out at bars and things like that. And they don't need every single moment of their life recorded. It's just like kind of like drawing the line. But there's some interesting application, potential applications to this as well. Like you remember things like like Tea Party movement that had started, where they were protesting bailout, banker bailouts, or Occupy Wall Street, and you yeah. see police abuse no matter where, which one you went to. That that would have been interesting just to show and broadcast that through Google+. Plus. Well, yeah, there's a, there's actually been a couple studies done with that. Um, ultimately, what they call that is surveillance. You know, surveillance is, uh, means, is, sir is the, or I don't know what the root word is, but that, that part of the word is the French word for above. Whereas sous, like, you know, sous chef and stuff like that means underling or below. 
basically surveillance is the opposite where, you know, people, everyone has surveillance devices and it's kind of meant to, you know, collect information on everything around. There was a, uh, a place recently, uh, Rialto, California, they actually outfitted police officers with, uh, the, they forced them to wear little cameras and they actually found that in that one situation, you know, this is kind of the opposite of what we would have with, with that, but it, because they were constantly being monitored, they had less uh, like complaints on police officers, and they also had less actual uh, like police misconduct because they knew that there was going to be an eye on them at all times. Not saying that you know police are bad or anything, but you know sometimes if you have that kind of power, you never know what exactly is going to go down. Uh, ch- checks and balances specifically, so that's it's an interesting application. Now. Uh, <laughs> Paul Joseph Watson, he runs a website called PrisonPlanet.com over across the pond on behalf of Alex Jones. Uh, he, This guy is very technologically savvy. Uh, he's you know, big, big user probably of Linux on the server side and everything else. And he was just he, he was completely trashing it and going what's the, what's the point of wearing this thing on your head? You know, go out. Even he was like, "Go outside and enjoy nature," and that sort of thing. And well, this, this yeah. is a tech savvy person saying this, and yeah. which kind of goes into what you were saying about some of the negative consequences. Are we relying on technology devices too much? Should there be times where we you know, take a break from that sort of stuff and go outside and just? look around you, enjoy what you see, or, you know, do something else to expand your horizons. Well, yeah, and you see a lot of people in this uh, this time where, you know, there's people that, that do get addicted to, like, their cell phones. You know, everyone has seen people that continuously have their phone out, and all they do is do Twitter, and, you know, that's all, their life is entirely controlled and consumed by a piece of technology. I mean, I myself, I'm a... I come from a technology background. I used to go to school for computer information systems and everything, but I don't own a smartphone because I've seen friends of mine that get so into their smartphone that I'm like, well, I don't even want to chance that because you never know. Because it's it's so easy to get you know hooked on something like that. I remember for a while I got addicted to um, the stupid trophy system on the PlayStation 3 game system where I would... I was renting games to get little intangible trophies on there. And I can imagine that's similar to people that play Facebook games like Farmville. <laughs> you know, it, it all it takes is something like that for people to get, you know, hopelessly addicted to something. And every yeah. once in a while you have to sit back and say, nope, don't don't need that. That's kind of my stance with Google Glass, to be honest. Uh, and that's – and I, I – I'm I'm one of those that does own a smartphone. Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not dissing smartphones. I'm just that's it's not it's not for me. Oh no, it's <laughs> and and the reason why I own a smartphone is because of ultimately what I can do with it now, which is I have a Samsung Galaxy S2. I can turn it into a mobile hotspot so that wherever I am, if I need to do something online and update things to where I need a keyboard, I can do it. Yeah. You don't need to lug a computer around with you anymore. I, I I can bring my netbook, set the phone down, turn on hotspot, and away I go. 
So I can work on the website. I can do whatever I need to do. And and truth be told, it's you know I, I was kind of probably a video game addict growing up. And what I found was after so many years of doing it, I just got tired of it. Something else got my attention, which is, well, computers, technology, everything else. And video games, I occasionally play, but for the most part, I've lost interest. Yeah. So it's just like, it really depends on who you are. That's why, that's why it's not so much the technology, but the intent of it. It's the person using it that has to be kind of looked at carefully and go, okay, you're using this an awful lot, and it's almost like it's your life. Are you sure you don't have a problem? Well, and I know that the main concern that we've kind of touched on a little bit is that, you know, they when cell phones first um, were given camera functionality years ago, um, it caused a, a stir because at that time, like the first few that had it, they you could literally there were there were these it's urban legend type situations you know i doubt they ever really caught people doing this but people that would you know tape the phone to the, their foot and like you know record women or something at, at, at crowded places you know up their skirt or something so it caused a, a storm and there ended up being a congressional bill that went through called hr 414 the camera phone predator alert act and it, it, that's what required digital uh, cameras and cell phones to make a shutter noise whenever you use one. Um, I know, and some people have figured out for whatever reason, you know, how to disable that. But you know, now if you use a digital camera, it makes a sound that way. You know, people know if they hear that sound, they can go, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Now, granted, uh, Google Glass, in order to activate the camera, you have to say, you know. Uh, okay, Google, record video or something. The problem is, is that there's this worry that it, it granted, you know, no, layman here, you know, I didn't shell out the $1,500 or whatever it was to, to try one of these or, you know, write my essay to Google. But we don't know what the technology's like, but there is a fear that people could go out and, you know, just record everything. And there's a lot of people that do not like that fact. And that and that all goes back to you know property rights, privacy issues, and everything else. So it, it's essentially that's why I argue that technology is here, whether we like it or not. You may you may not like an automated checking system at your local retailer or or at your burger joint, but at least understand how it works. Otherwise, those who do will be able to control you for the rest of your life. Yeah, because that's what I've noticed. People who are so stubborn don't hate it. Figure out how it works, and then figure out how to either use it to your advantage or prevent somebody else from using it to control you. So, my two cents on that one. Well, there's a lot of scaremongering going around Google Glass because, like, immediately when you know they started really talking about it, everyone immediately jumped to 1984 you know, the George Orwell book where, you know, which to be honest, you go to some places like London and they have closed circuit TV up everywhere already. So it's not like it's any different than what it is today, but there's a fear. I know one of the the growing concerns right now is like, let's say hypothetically, um, 
Google has something kind of like the Facebook face recognition software. They install it in the Google Glass, and, you know, let's face it, Google has kind of a spotty uh, idea of privacy. Google's gotten in trouble, gotten in trouble a few times in Europe for uh, selling people's information to third-party companies, and they've actually had a couple lawsuits against them and stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's say, hypothetically, they've got this going down, and you're in a big crowd, and all of a sudden you've gone into a Philip K. Dick minority report type situation where... Um, you can have like the face, you know, let, let, like let's say you go, you're at like a, a rally for a, a dissenting political activity and you have these Google Glass on, you could go out and basically record, you know, these people were there. And, you know, in addition to that, there's a lot of people that fear that they're going to give them to law enforcement and all of a sudden you're going to have these cyborg shock troopers going around. And, and let's face it, that could happen in a number of years, but that's just, it's scaremongering. That, that is, someone has basically come up with the worst possible situation that these things can come up with. That would be like, you know, taking it, it to me, it, they're a fad. That would be like assuming that the Razor scooter or the, sorry, the Segway is going to in some way lead to, you know, Skynet and all, you know, yeah. two, two wheeled death motorcycle racing or something. It's just like this illogical step that, people have jumped to and i think it's a little overdone to be honest well it that's i i tend to go along the lines of basically hope for the best but prepare for the worst type of things and knowing knowing the worst that can happen with something can help somebody go okay how can i use it either use this for a positive thing or kind of help people balance things out in terms of participation this kind of stuff because in all seriousness, you know, I need to balance my life better in terms of technology, knowing when to set it aside and, and doing other things, and, you know, actually talking to people face-to-face. That's kind of part of the reason why we have the issues that we have in society now is because we all hate each other and we don't talk to each other anymore, or not as much. Yeah. And now you have, now you have this augmented reality... And the fear on that is you may be so busy recording everything or sharing everything with everybody online that, and, and don't get me wrong, some of these applications for this stuff, I see the potential good in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the potential that they could do with this thing is amazing. But in all honesty, Google's not necessarily the first one that's come up with basically a wearable camera that you could go to your local Hastings if you live in an area that has one of these type of stores or some other similar type like of Like Fry's store. Electronics or, you know, Best Buy, places like that. Even, you know, even certain big box retailers that sell all sorts of varieties of merchandise to where there are wearable cameras where you wear one on top of your head. Yeah. Those, those do exist. I've seen people record, you know, them like riding a bike and stuff like that. I can't remember the name of the the product, but there's like a HD like camera that you can record like slow mo with and stuff like that, and it's meant to be worn like that. Oh yeah. I used to work with a guy that recorded himself uh, running a one of those zombie races where there's like people uh, train or the people that dress up like zombies, and you've got to like run a like 5K marathon type deal, situ- like through these guys and try not to get tagged. Oh wow! 
Uh, so I mean, I've definitely seen you know that like stuff like that. Once these glasses come out, are going to be more and more, you know, out there. But the the whole thing is, people are so busy, you know, snapping pictures, recording audio, video, that they don't enjoy a piece of scenery for what it is. They don't they don't uh, watch that baseball game and enjoy what it is, or they don't watch, just watch that movie and enjoy it for what it is, instead of going, well, this actor could have done better, this plot could have been better, just sit back, be entertained by it, and everything else. So sometimes, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, of overanalyzing everything, and sometimes you got to step back be like, okay, maybe maybe I just need to set this aside for a while. Uh, go outside, enjoy the fresh air, look at the sky, take a slow walk, and enjoy enjoy the scenery. I'm gonna switch gears here a little bit, and I, I, I when I was doing my research, I came across a pretty interesting thing. Uh, there's this uh, science fiction book, and. I actually haven't read this. This uh, when I was looking this up, I this was the first I'd heard of it, but I'm kind of interested in it. It's a sci-fi novel called Earth, and it's by a writer named David Brin. It was a uh, won a Hugo Award in 1991, and it uh it actually predicts uh, the World Wide Web um, the way it is because you know in, in 1990 the internet was something entirely different than it is now. But it includes the internet being a major news outlet with discussion forums and blogging. It predicts email spam. It predicts the reduction of uh, privacy through the internet. It predicts uh, um, secrets being leaked. Um, it actually predicted the the um, dissolution and partitioning of the Soviet Union. Um, global warming, etc. But one of the coolest things is it actually predicts uh, basically Google Glass uh, for the most part. There's a company that, through this that has these glasses that have uh, overlays on them. And I know, like I said, it's been, you know, used in everything. You watch, you know, even Dragon Ball Z from, you know, originally in the late 80s when it was just called Dragon Ball had, you know, people with little scouter things on their eyes. And that's it's a common trope with science fiction. But the fact that this book, basically, he's kind of like, uh, it seems like how William <laughs> Gibson pretty much predicted the internet, you know, the way it would be, and avatars and stuff. This guy seemingly had predicted what the internet was actually going to be like, you know, 15 years prior. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and it's just truly amazing what's going on with these things. And, and, I, and I'm one of those that just doesn't fear technology, and I, I'd rather understand it than just to completely uh, shun it unless it's something that just doesn't make sense at the time and then I'm like no, what I'm doing is is working fine now, if it's not broke don't fix it, unless something significant happens with it and everything else in between so so for example, people in a in Things like Ubuntu, people complain about the user interface, and I, I'm able to adapt. Apple's OS ten, I can adapt to their interface. Just about any interface, given enough time, and, and possibly some frustration, I can adapt to it. 
So, and the same thing is going to happen with technology such as glass and everything else. It's going to be basically adapting to it. So, uh, we'll basically see what happens with it. I wonder how long it's going to be before uh, people get a hold of the, the hardware and start to do like some cool stuff with it that may not be in the initial, you know, like packing it basically. You know, you could have, because uh, we, you know, it hasn't been said, but you could do facial recognition with it. Um, one cool idea that I've seen would be uh, spectrum analysis. Can you imagine if you had those on and like you're 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 not sure if uh, like the the smoke alarm goes off or something, and you, in in your office and you look at a door and it's you know it's the 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 heat spectrum of it is white. You know, I probably shouldn't touch that door or something. Or like you know you could look at flames and you know this kind of cool idea. Um, what if you could use them to measure movement and velocity? Um, you know, you could possibly use them as a uh, to scan QR codes. That way, you know, you could just look at the those little codes that they put on everything now. You could just look at them. Um, visual measurement, like let's say you're looking at something and you want to say, how far is it from that tree to there? And you can, it'll tell you, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that potentially could be done with this that would, you know, just be pretty awesome once it gets done. Oh, absolutely. And that's and that's the important part is, you know, there, there's a lot of bad stuff that can be done with this stuff, but there's a lot of good, too. And as long as things remain balanced, and that, that to me is the key, is balance. It should be achieved. Yeah. Otherwise... Otherwise, we'll forget our own humanity and who we are and everything else. Yeah, and that's the thing is like as long as people keep it under control and they don't themselves start turning into you know the the cyborgs of the Stop the Cyborgs campaign, you know as long as people can hold on to their humanity and not you know slip slowly into a fantasy world that their you know cell phones and everything puts out for them. I think we're fine, you know, if anything, all this can do is help us, and, you know, getting hung up on everything all the time, and assuming the worst, that's just, it's it's silly. Right. So, you know, Google Glass isn't for everyone, to be honest, I probably won't get one just for the money's sake, but, you know, you never know. And so, right now, okay, yeah, that, that stuff's too expensive, I wouldn't be able to... I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh my goodness! Now, now, if Google Fiber were to come to my neck of the woods, I would definitely invest in that. Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I don't know how many years it'll be before before they lay the cable for that or anything like that. Well, in my head, I also like some people are envisioning you know this world of you know disconnected people wearing these things, getting ads fed into their eyes, and you know. I just see a, the potential for a bunch of hipsters wearing these things. I mean, you 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 know how like someone looks like a jerk when they have a Bluetooth headset in talking to themselves walking around. Imagine how even worse that person is going to be <laughs> wearing a stupid pair of glasses on their eyes and how annoying that's going to be. So oh. we're just basically you know going to have the new version of that. My goodness, that's just like wow. <laughs> 
Well, and I think it's about time to wrap up, but um, we were going to let you know about one of the th- things we were thinking about doing, and that was uh, here pretty soon, uh, maybe the next episode, maybe not, we're going to start looking at some uh, books, maybe movies and stuff that kind of, uh, you know, made, make you think a little bit. And uh, we were, this this topic kind of brought up the fact that we were thinking about uh, doing a, a little discussion on the aforementioned George Orwell book, 1984, um, you know, and that could spin out into us doing other things like, you know, we could call it subversive books or something like that. Oh, right. Right now I'm reading uh, Huxley's Brave New World as well. I, I, and of course, I also wrote a review for 1984 available on the next report.com. That's probably going to be the first thing you see because I haven't done anything with the website in a little while, but that's all right. Uh, we're getting rolling again. So remember to entertain yourself, educate yourself, and empower yourself. Follow us on Twitter at The Next Report. We're on Tumblr now, thenextreport.tumblr.com, as as well as our like our Facebook fan page. And we're on Google+. Plus. We're, we're trying to practically be everywhere. <laughs> And we promise, just because we're on Tumblr does not make us hipsters. So, no worries there. We'll be uh, taking pictures of our dinner every day now. Or I guess that's a uh, that's a uh, oh, that's that other one, isn't Pinterest. it? Pinterest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then I'll then I'll share the recipe on Pinterest, and then. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm Stephen Kelly. I'm Thomas Holbrook II. Yeah. You guys take care. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Next Report with your hosts Thomas Holbrook II and Stephen Kelly. Our intro music is from J.T. Bruce. It's called Plunge into Hyperreality. It's from the album Dreamer's Paradox, available for free at jimendo.com. Any news clips used are utilized under fair use. And please feel free to visit us at thenextreport.com where you can leave feedback and see show notes.